nosotros queremos construir el socialismo. Nos hemos declarado partidarios de los que luchan por la paz. Nos hemos declarado dentro del grupo de países no alineados, a pesar de ser marxistas-leninistas, porque los no alineados como nosotros luchan contra el imperialismo. Queremos paz. Champagne cock just smashed off the ceiling. Uh, there's no damage as far as I can see, but I'm I'm, I'm lucky because uh, because I've got a glass lampshade in my door. Oh, that is lucky. Uh, but that was uh, that was the nine hour champagne getting cocked there. That's it. I'm lucky because yeah. I've got nobody upstairs from me. So did you uh, just pop a cock as well? I did. Sorry. Uh, well, maybe we didn't hear it. Oh, I think we might hear it back. My nuclear uh, nuclear bottle. Well, congratulations um, to you. Well, okay, congratulations to you as well, Robert. Um, I'm, I'm clinking, a, clinking a glass your way. There it is. So, what, did you go middle of the range, or did you go high end, did you go low end? Tell me about this champagne. I don't really think you, uh, I don't think you want to know uh, about the quality of this champagne, right. but I will confirm to you that I did stick a Celtic Ultras uh, sticker over the, over the, over the label. Um, so, it doesn't really matter how nice or not nice this champagne is because at the end of the day, it's about the bubbles, isn't it? It's all about the, the bubbles. Nine in a row bubbles, nice. It's all about Brilliant. the nine in a row bubbles. I can also confirm that uh, less than five minutes ago, the St Rock's president um, came to my house and, and dropped me off 24 cans of tenants, which is an absolute gift from him. Um, my thanks to Stevie for that. Uh, and he did that at the kindness of his heart. Good so, I'm very, uh, very pleased with that, and that will be getting consumed this Friday as part of my father and I's nine in a row celebrations, which will take place on Friday night, and will be secondary to, to the nine in a row celebrations that are taking place tonight. Tell me about your champagne. Uh, my champagne is, in fact, a Belgian champagne. Oh. <laughs> it's a Belgian beer. It's called Eau de Guise Boon. It is probably the best beer you can buy from the supermarket. Consistently scores exceptionally well on all these beer geek places. It's a sour, it's delicious, and uh, it comes with a cork in it, so I thought it was suitable for, for today. Perfect. And then can you confirm if you're drinking it with your pinky in here, like I am? Always. And I've got a flute, I've got champagne flute I'm drinking now of. Good man, but I've, no, I've got a, a sahi beer glass, <laughs> a wee tiny thing, so... I mean, I've no really... Uh, so why are you drink champagne? I'm drinking champagne because we've saw something today that I genuinely never thought I would see in my lifetime, and my father didn't either. Celtic have won nine in a row. We've had it announced by the SPFL that the league is finished. The standings are as they are. Congratulations, GG boys. See you later, hearts. Indeed, I, the jam tarts, the smelly farts, they're uh, relegated. All right. And bunch oh, that's of a nice bonus. Oh, that's a nice wee bonus. Um, indeed, I, Celtic are nine in a row champions. And it was uh, the final places were, I think it was points per game. Mm-hmm. So we finished with 30 games played and 80 points, with a goal difference of 70, with points per game of 2.6667. Uh, 
Rangers finished in second place with 29 games played and 67 points. Nice wee touch. Um, points per game of 2.3103. And as you say, the Jam Tarts finished uh, 0.14 um, of a point per game below Hamilton, which I think is very, you know, that's fully justifiable. You know what I mean? You should be getting relegated at that. Point seven points per game. They're absolutely mints. But, as you say, it's not about the Jam Tarts today. It's all about the Celtic, nine yeah. in a row. And I echo your sentiments, mate. I have, for, for the duration of this sort of ten in a row stuff, and I say the ten in a row stuff, I mean since it sort of started off in 2011, every time a Celtic fans sing, here we go, ten in a row, I always join in. And I always participate as, you know, <laughs> as much as I possibly can with that stuff because, exactly as you say, mate, we're only the second group of Celtic fans in history who have ever had the opportunity to sing that song and that should not be lost on you um, and it's huge it's astronomical in the context of you know Scottish football and, and the history of Celtic and even a wider scale you know nobody does this nine in a row it's ridiculous so um, for the second time in the club's history we've, we've achieved it and I'm absolutely buzzing uh, any words for our friends on the other side of the city uh... You still welcome in the chase? Oh, you went there. Are you back? <laughs> you went there. <laughs> We're back. Shut it. <laughs> oh, how that guy is today, man? How's, how is that guy today? If somebody could tweet us or let us know if he's one of your pals, that'd be that'd be brilliant. I think what, uh, for those of you who don't know, Robert's referring to is a video of a Rangers fan that uh, came out on the twenty ninth of December, and it sounded a wee bit. Uh, a wee bit aggressive. This was indeed. this was actually after the. Were on their knees. That's the one. Every single one each just laughed. Who's fucking laughing now? Eh? Four years, four years we've been listening to your pish. We're the fucking best team in Scotland. We're fucked. Shut up. That was three so, or four years ago. That was the semi-final of the Scottish Cup that they pumped us to each. I thought that was uh, 28th of December. Well, that makes it not as good. It's still funny, but he's. Thought that's where it is, and they've still absolutely done nothing. They've won absolutely nothing since. <laughs> it's good <laughs> that it's still relevant for, <laughs> for you later, isn't it? Um, okay. I, I think for me, so I guess we, we, to, to Salah, this is obviously an emergency emergency broadcast uh, of, of Rebel Radio, but the, we did think about you know, we don't just want to be on here gloating for 20 minutes because you're going to do that yourself with your mates, and everybody have said everything that's been said already, but. Um, we thought about what's the best game and the worst game of the season and what is the best Scottish football news story and worst Scottish football news story of the season. So, have you had any time to have a look at this? Because it has been quite short notice. I've done the, I've done my best games, but I've not looked at the news stories. But, I mean, they, I'm pretty sure that'll pick it to say, to be honest. Can we just confirm that we've both gone for the 2-1 game? For the worst, uh, aye, aye, that was mince. Should we just start there, get it out of the road? Ah, may as well, because after that we'll finish on a nice high note. Right. Um, that game was was bizarre, wasn't it? Aye, it was terrible. Um, it was weird. We were into that, if you recall, with some quite a substantial number of injuries. Actually, didn't we? I don't think we had a full start. Eleven. Uh, I'll look at the I'll look at the lineup. You told me the lineup up already. No, 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 yeah, no, yeah. We actually, when I look at it, we, we had a fully looked as if we had missed a, a full strength lineup 
Um, but uh, if I recall correctly, Abd El Hamed was it for it, and uh, uh, he was even the wee Frimpong was good. Uh, he's an important player for us, uh, Atim Abd El Hamed. It was mince. Um, Ryan Christie missed a penalty. Borna Barisic had the game of his life, and it, I was I watched this game with the Kuala Lumpur CSC um, from Malaysia. Shout out. And shout out to Davey for the Kuala Lumpur CSE, who, by the way, I've been at my fair few CSE, uh, been at a fair few CSEs all the world. Davey's one of the nicest guys I've met uh, on my travels, uh, you know, gone through the CSEs and that. Absolute star. Walked in the door, there was a drink sitting waiting for me. Um, cracking wee, wee boozers, they, they, they enjoy their, their games in, and I will certainly be back earlier uh, to, to take a game in at some point or the next, probably next season, because it's some place as well, Kuala Lumpur. I shout out to Davey. Um, wasn't it in the wasn't it the best of nights to you know to to watch a game with a CSC because obviously it started off yeah called kick off early on a Sunday started off pretty uh, pretty poorly you know we didn't really ever come into the game uh, I think it's fair to say and then and then obviously Christy misses that penalty aye and big chance it was hard work wasn't it it was I know I've not rewatched it since but I've looked at the stats and I've watched a couple of the highlights. But I've not. I, I sometimes rewatch the pool games. That I never bothered with that one because it's so bad. But mm. the stats and the highlights don't make us look too bad. I think what you're saying about Barisic having the game of his life. I think he's not the only one that day that had a, a right good game, and it wasn't as if we were bad. We were just kind of passive. That was a that was, was the Rangers, main problem. It was Rangers at their best against that Celtic team's worst performance this season. Um, maybe um, done against the games, but. Aye. But um, but it was pretty pretty bad. Rab, it was it was mincing. I uh, I think for me, but when I think back on that game, the performance itself, much as you say, it's kind of by the by. The stats and all that stuff are in Celtic's favour. I left. I'm not going to lie. I left. Uh, I booked a taxi and just bounced about a minute before the final whistle went. Um, I didn't expect the taxi to show up so quickly, but I just went back to my hotel before the the final whistle went, and it was a pity because I said I'd like to have spent a bit more time earlier. We. With Davey and that and the boozers and celebrating a victory, but um, but I had to go. I just felt awful and I missed all the post-match sort of chaos. You know, I missed all the yep. all the stuff that was going on. And if you remember, it was it, it was kind of mere <laughs> it was more famous than the actual game itself a lot here because <laughs> first and foremost, and I forgot about this until I was reading about this game earlier on. The Manila's throat slit ingestion when he gets sent off. That's right, yeah. Um, which is Colombian for that's his finish now. That's a get Um Somebody should then we had, uh, And then we had that guy who's the third choice goalkeeper. He's never kicked up on his puff with him on the pitch as if, you know, he's just captained, <laughs> captained his team to the, to the Champions League. Um, and then, of course, and my favourite, probably my favourite moment of the season is, uh, is, is Gerard grabbing the camera. Camera. Again at the beginning. Brilliant. Um I think I knew at that precise moment that they were going to win a, win a league when he did that. That is schoolboy, wee boy stuff in it. It was just me. I mean you can you can, you can see why. You know, I know he's excited, his team have won and you know he's he's obviously kinda lost the plot for a split second. And I think he said recently that he regrets it, didn't he, or that he would need it again. I don't know. I just a Celtic team are just it's like that's just a red rag, you know, to a bull, it's no not a good idea, you know what I mean, to sort of antagonise them because if anything, they've sort of let themselves go off a boil there and, and no play to their best and all you've done there is just light a fire under them and 
light a fire under them. He did, Absolutely. you know, that day because because that that you know they, they came back. They came back for Dubai looking offended that people <laughs> thought they were only going to win the league. You know what I mean? And they just, they just, they went. They just went absolutely, you know, bang up to to first Aye. year to eleven, to eleven, uh, and just that was it. The league was finished by mid February. Yeah, it's finished in mid May. Right, do it's formally finished in mid May. <laughs> Uh, anything else you'd like to add to that? I no, nah, I would. Too, I mean, I would. I, it was the. I came home from from England. And I went back up the road for Christmas and New Year, and I didn't even know I had a ticket because obviously it was my dad's. I didn't use it. I know you did, I, but I didn't even know I had a ticket until Christmas morning. That was that was a nice uh, be surprised, and I was right up for it. And all. it was absolutely buzzing, and then come three o'clock, I was just. Absolutely down up to get me out of here. <laughs> well, I found out you had a ticket because I offered, I'm sure I offered your dad or you my book. I think I said to your dad, no, you, I don't know why I would have done that, but I said to your dad, no, you, because obviously my book was, you know, it was a free ticket for you. Um, but your dad had said to me they'd already got it sorted. Um, it was maybe late November, early December time. Yep. Um, but I, I ended up handing it out of my. My pal Darren. Aye, big downer. Um, and he went. But, aye, there you go. It was absolutely immense, but uh, as I say, it was magic how, how they just managed to bounce back for that uh-huh. and, just, uh, and just, you know, take control of the league. And as you say, now we're nine world champions. And I, I've got this terrible habit, but it's quite vindictive and it's quite bitter. But whenever I see a tweet that's particularly anti-Celtic or is one of these sort of famous... You know, remember the one the guy for the Rangers Twitter sent out last year saying we've signed Arfield, Kamara and Davis for a combined total of, you know, 275 grand. Just proves you don't need to spend money to win titles. <laughs> see, when I see tweets like that, I, I save them. I keep notes of them. I save them in my notes on my phone. And on days of the day, I always just go back and throw them a wee like. Just to... Nothing, you know, I don't go in heavy. I just pay a wee like, like, you know, just... Let How's know. that working for you? Yeah. Uh, and I saved a fair few of them last year when Lennon was announced as a manager and they took it almost as a sort of uh, you know, as a sort of real morale boost. If you remember Rangers tweeted out anybody looking forward to next season, you know, on the twenty twenty fifth of May or something, whatever date it was. And, you know, it's just days like this and I've i you know, make I don't hide it whatsoever. I love Neil Lennon. And by the way, as that's him now, as a manager he's won five and as a player he's won five. Neil Lennon has been directly involved in 20% of every league title that Celtic have won. Do you know what I mean? That's like some that's, that is some stats, you know what I mean? And that's he's, he's some man. Um, he's a Celtic legend. I'd have a guy in a statue or a, or a stand. Um, I love him. I think he's he's, he's a great Celt. And I'm delighted for him. First and foremost, I'm Aye. happy for, for Neil Lennon because he's he's some man. Absolutely. So on that nice positive note, should we move on to the best game of the season? Uh, I I picked two. Okay, aye. Um, I particularly enjoyed. There's there's one obvious one, but there's. I particularly enjoyed the opening day, seven 0 At home, it's an absolute cracking day. The sun was splitting the sky. Um, we were all buzzing. As yard on flag day, I had a couple of cans with my dad. We went to the game. Absolutely humped them. I thought we would have done St Johnson, but seven 0 man. There's, you can count in one hand how many of those there's been over the last few years, and 
just do it so convincingly and it's that way where the sun was and all that it was just such a nice day so I had an all round brilliant brilliant time I go for Christy yeah. aye peach man come back exactly. he was a Ballon d'Or contender frightening start to the I, season and man. he went for the old uh, he went for the old Cantona celebration as well <laughs> if you look back on that one because he, he smashed it after the cross at the back of the net and he shut his off Polk because I think some defender had grabbed him and he just turned around and sort of you know, Aye. puffed his chest out and sort of looked around a wee bit as if to say, Aye, you know, I'm the man. <laughs> exactly. Aye. And he was the man that day. I think he got a hat trick. Aye. He looked outstanding. So. Oh, his goals are brilliant that day, man. Crackers. Aye. That was a good day. Um, who have you got for your second game? Uh, second game is 2 0 away at Rangers. Aye, why'd you pick that one? Um, again, because I had a, had a, well, I had a mixed day at. Uh, on a personal level because I was down here watching it and there was about me and only three other people in the CSE it was so quiet it was bizarre so I've not been back to that one <laughs> but um, just Johnny Hayes I think there's another there's there another story there, about there that is that another story called. about that but I'm, I'm not here to talk about my personal life alright mate <laughs> 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 uh, but aye it was good we dominated them in their own back garden and they deserved we deserve more that day, I believe. We played really well, and just big Eddie telling them to calm down, man. That keep your distance. Mm. Class, brilliant. The fact that Johnny is wrapped up the score as well. Was, I know. Was absolutely dynamite, and I, I love, I love Irish guys playing for Celtic. You know, it's it's always something. I think we should always have a good Irish player on the team. Um, you know, it's just something I've always, you know, liked, and even back to sort of. Stokesy and, and, and Paddy McCourt and that sort of stuff. I always liked it when they scored for Celtic and um, the club, you know, obviously has got a strong uh, background in, in history, uh, association with Ireland, and I just always like it when that kind of comes full circle. And even in this day, more than football, players come from all the world as you know, a representative of Ireland playing for Celtic. And the fact that Johnny Hayes scored what was effectively the winner Aye. Uh, at Ibrox was, was delighted for him. Um, yes. And he's obviously a Celtic man, you know, and you know how that would feel if it was me or you. So for for an RCLA fan as well to to do that, it was it was outstanding. Um, was I was delighted with it. I've got so, um, I've got a notable mention as well. Right, five 0 Hearts at home in February. That was a cracker. Mm-hmm. Plus I hate them. Yeah. So, well, you didn't hate them much longer because you're not going to see them for a while. It's a shame that, isn't it? Big shame. Um, I've gone for well, I've actually I just went for the one. Um, the worst game, uh, just to sort of finish that point off, because I was just looking through the the notes there, and there was one that sort of stuck out. The one away Hamilton Ackies in the first of, of mid September last year. Remember, uh, Forrest scored in the fourth minute. Oh, you know, he him up, and then just nothing happened for eighty six minutes. Damp squib. <clears throat> brutal. I went to the Rock game that day. I never got a ticket for Hamilton, so I went to St Rocks away up in Vicks and. I watched that game on my phone and it finished just as the St Rocks game was starting and I have to go to say I got a much more entertaining game at the juniors that day than I did after the game because it was it was absolute pants. But um my favourite game of this season was the four 0 win away to Motherwell in February. Um if you remember uh when we came back after the split we played four or five games and um the cup game and that sort of stuff. We won away to Kilmarnock, three one away to Kilmarnock uh, in late January. Then uh, beat County, and then it was away to St Johnston, 1-3-0. It was a good game, that, but it was a midweek game. And then Aki's 
four man away. It was the one that got a bit nervy, if you remember. Aye. But Rangers were just slowly starting to drop points. Um, you know, a couple of points here and there. And when we played Motherwell away on the fifth of February, the Rangers were playing Hibs at home. And after about twenty minutes, Hibs were one nil up. And it's one of the nights where it just took that sort of you know, you get that recipe of Celtic Rangers playing at the same time. Something of a you know, a title race, something resembling a title race. And odds on Edward playing football like oh my god, it was in a computer game. Aye. Uh, he just <laughs> that was the best performance I've seen for him. But he just had no respect for the guys he was playing against and it was just, you know, he was just sprinting by them. And I think that was the night for me, because obviously the game in December sort of puts you on edge a wee bit, although I was confident we'd win the league. That was the game for me that made me go, right, you know, this is going to be fine. This isn't going to be an issue at all. And Rangers eventually came back and, and won that game 2-1 with the last kick of the ball, um, or, or their, their boots. Uh, but it was one of the few games they won when they came back and Selig just... Absolutely dominant, and it was a three. It was you know played the three five two. That was the kind of time where Frimpong was injured and Forrest had moved up to the right. Um, but the way that Edward just sort of you know, Celtic just moved through the gears. You know they just sort of they went for you know kind of started well, but then they just scored a couple of goals and and that was it. You know, um, setting off in particular the first half or even Rothy setting off it just absolutely. Absolutely dominated them, and I just thought it was a sensational game. You know, twenty shots at goal uh, away from home is <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> but it was just, it was just Edward. You know, he just he had one of the games where he he just looked as if he was, you know, just, and he is, you know, just without a doubt the best player in the country. And I love a big man. Eddie, me, you looked that night like you know how if you're at the bank when your wee guy playing football and your mate's big brother turns up. He was your mate's big brother, who was just far too good, too strong, too quick, too clever for everybody round about him. You think you not make three guys that night? You just no respect, you're right. It's just unbelievable. He was frightening. There was one of them uh, in particular. I rolled when... it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. So, aye, he was. Uh... He wasn't bad that night. I enjoyed his performance. Bear uh, in mind, Motherwell technically finished third as well. So outside the Glasgow, they're the biggest challengers to the league. They were name of the season, Motherwell. They played pretty well. No. Aye. And we just gave them a doing. Aye. Turned them over in the back garden. Brilliant. So, on that note, Aye. have you got a have you got a best moment of the season? in terms of Scottish football news or a worst moment of the season in terms of Scottish football news? I just, I don't know if you can, I don't want to really narrow it down to one. I want to have this whole collection, this statement gate. Okay. I quite, I know it's been, it's dragged on a bit and it was a bit wearing, but it's hilarious. There's been nothing else like it. And just think of how many leagues across all of Europe and the world that have been postponed, cancelled, whatever. I don't know of any other league that's as petty as ours firing back and forth statements, accusing each other of all sorts, <laughs> like cloak and dagger stuff. It, there's yeah. nothing else like it. So uh, for me, this last, call it six weeks, has just been, an, uh, just get the popcorn out, it was brilliant. Aye, it's been mental. The past few weeks have been mental, but I've got to say, I guess we could start the conversation at, at the start of the season where um, 
if you recall, in about October 2019, uh, Ryan Kent cracking Scott Brown. Was that oh. this season or last? That was the end of last season. Are you sure? No. It must have been because we've only played at Ibrox once, so that must have been the end of last season. But he did it at Celtic Park. He did, so it must have been end of last season because we played them at home last, Aye, last I'm day. I'm sure it was. Would well, you know what? I don't care. That one's going in the podcast. That was, without a shadow yeah. of a doubt, one of my favourite moments of the season because you'd have thought Rangers had won something. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, after that, you know, the number of profile pictures that went up uh, with Ryan Kent cracking Scott Brown. <laughs> So, I never so even been doing, you know, he just sort of was that the that was a game that Bruno Morello sent off effectively, wasn't Indeed. it? Indeed. That was I was laughing at him. Tell me that was day two years ago, was it? Uh nah, I don't think it was. Because I'm I'm picturing the strip and two years ago was the Lions strip, was it no it wasn't Lions strip. Right. It wasn't that, it was the one after. Okay. Um Aye, superb man. Bruni standing at the sidelines, sitting on his water bottle, pushing himself. <laughs> so, well, should we go any other, anything else that sticks it for this season? Because obviously that was a horrendous example of something that happened last year, but I didn't much have a chance to talk about it, so. Um, let me think. Nah, no, really. It's been kind of, I would have liked to get the season to have been finished on the park, don't get me wrong, because I just can't be bored listening to what's going to be thrown about Twitter and pubs for the next god knows how long do you but, think that will happen aye mate people they, they don't want us to have this <laughs> so I don't think they're going to just roll over and let it go I don't know um, I'm kind of I don't think I mean I think what Scott Brown said the other day was 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 a bit right um, I think that ultimately the bottom line is the records show one thing and one thing only. Aye. And the bottom line is Celia won the league this year and you know, absolutely, you know, I'm sure that the odd one will sit down and go, No, that's not it, or you know, that is it, or you know, that it's an asterisk there or whatnot, but that's no that's no that's not true. But the what they need to be reminded of is from the SPFL's press release today, the top line of it, the clubs have reached a unanimous agreement. They all yes. agree. So Rangers have effectively, the board or their representatives, whoever, have effectively said, right, okay, fair enough, that's it, enough's enough. So, if I'm, if I'm being totally honest with you, personally, I think we could have waited. I don't, I don't see the need for us to press a button right now. Um, other leagues have done it. Premier League are talking about getting back to training tomorrow um, for sort of social, social um, distancing, you know, guidelines, whatever it is. Um, I don't know. I, I don't personally. I mean, obviously, TV money is one thing, but I'd rather just waited and just played the nine games out in September or something like that. Me too, but I don't. It's hard enough fitting in a pre season and then the five qualifying rounds that we'll no doubt have for European campaign. They've got to get squeezed in somewhere, so it needs. Mm. It needed a conclusion of sorts, but I, I would also have liked to have at least seen the games out. But hey, doesn't matter. Well, I'm just pulling myself. You're on number two? I'm on number two. Another 72, mate. I don't think I'll get nine at this bottle. No, know, but, maybe not. Um, as mentioned earlier on, as an ex-president did leave me some nice cancer tenants. So. Oh, Never know. I might, might sort of have a wee flick back through 
through some games that have took place over the course of the season. It's just mental, obviously, that this happens when you're stuck in the house, isn't it? Aye, definitely. But nothing better than just, you know... YouTube will be getting hit hard later on, that's for sure. YouTube certainly will be. Um, um, I'll be doing that and all. I actually had enough time to quickly prepare some trivia, since it's my turn, isn't it? I don't know if I... I feel like I'm being blindsided here. How? I never signed off on this. I wasn't expecting trivia the night. Doesn't matter. Well, I'll, I'll accept it as long as it doesn't count towards a score. Oh, he's that. This isn't, a, you this isn't an, an emergency broadcast. You wanting an asterisk next to your titles and all? Is that what's happening here? <laughs> this, isn't a, this is an emergency broadcast. This is over and above the, the general sort of rules. And plus, I'm two glasses of champagne. It's themed as well, at least. So, And I dare I say, I, I think you'll get, you've got a good chance of getting, getting it. Man of your stature, knowledge. I'll accept this on terms that I laid out, which is that it doesn't count oh, towards right, the right, whole point. Right, okay talent. then. This doesn't make good radio, but all right, mate. Still three zip to me. So, can you name the first and last scorers in the nine in a row campaign? And I'm going to give you four guesses in total. Because I'm a good guy and it's not counting towards the score anyway, so may as well. Uh, a first scorer yep. in the nine in a row campaign. I can, I can give you some clues again because I'm, I'm a good guy about this and it's no counting towards the actual score, so I don't care. Well, for the purposes of making sure that we don't uh, absolutely drive listeners who know this already mental, right. then I would say, I know the last one, the last one was Callum McGregor. Right. Um, so I now I'm only giving you two, I'm only giving you two shots at that one then. So you're you're only getting two attempts. Okay. Well, what's your what's your guess then? What's what's the what's the clue? The clue, um, it was against Hibs, away from home. Right. And uh, dare I say, friend of the podcast, Key scored also that day. Key <laughs> scored. Um, I'm going to go for Anthony Stokes. All right. Ten points to Gryffindor. Well done, son. Was it right? Was yeah, that right, Tony Stokes? Yeah, I, I, on my mother's you, life, I never looked that up. Given you long enough to tap that into your iPad, mate. I, on my mother's life, I never, <laughs> I never, uh, I never looked that up. I promise you. Um, that's uh, that's brilliant, mate. <laughs> right, crack on. You got another question? I no. I've got plenty, mate, but I don't none, none for this, uh, Did you say that this counts towards the points total? No, that was your that was your decision, mate. Well, there you go. I guess that's that's the that's end of 2019 and 20. So. <laughs> Good. Brilliant, eh? Uh-huh. So, I don't really know that's what to say. Much that's pretty much it, isn't it? No. I've no schedule. I can give you an update. Um, I can insight as to Candy Corner for this. Obviously, this Thursday, um, we'll, we'll be recording again. But for Candy Corner, uh, the club raised about £2,000 this weekend. Um, it's all because of you, mate. Campaign. All because of you. So, all because of this podcast, getting out of plug last week. Um, so, no, it's, it's it's been brilliant. So, thank you, MD, donated to that. But, um, aye, that's us. We're on iTunes now. We're on Spotify. Spotify. We're being a big lick, you know what I mean? Google. Just in time for the, just in time for the, the declaration that we've won nine in a row. Uh, I, I guess we can finish on this. This is Celtic's 51st league title. Is that right? I think so, aye. Can you give that a Google for us quickly? Quickly. Uh, I think this is number 51, right? 
Do you think we will get to 55 before Rangers? Aye. So you're telling me that you think we'll win the next four, four. consecutive titles Aye. before Rangers are 1-1? Mate, they're a mess. I think next year, and again, maybe this question sort of places further emphasis on this, I think next year is the last hurrah. I think next year is the last opportunity to stop Celtic and, and sort of re-establish themselves as a on a sort of equal footing in Scottish football. I think Gerard was quite close to getting his jotters before this stuff happened. Um, and I, you know, I'm I'm not a Rangers man, so I don't know if Rangers fans have been watching the team going, you know, they just need a couple of wee tweaks here and there. But um, mm-hmm. I don't think he was far away from losing his job. And if that would have happened, it would have been bad for Celtic because there's been an opportunity that, you know, I've always I've always said throughout the duration of Gerard's tenure that what's more dangerous for Celtic than a young, you know, exuberant sort of high-profile manager at Rangers is an old head because what they should have done two years ago when he came in was they should have done what Walter Smith did in 2007 and just built for the back. Bring in a couple of, you know, well-seasoned, older heads at centre-half and just built the team in the spine of the team. You know, if you look at what he did in 2007, he came in, David Weir and Hugo got first, but then it sort of morphed into a couple more players at centre-half, a couple of, you know, Steve Davis, Christian Daly, centre midfield and up front, you know, I Bagera and up front was, uh, you know, Daniel Cousin and Novo and you just, the wings didn't matter, the, the wingers were just effectively second full-backs, you know, and the, and the full-backs were centre-halves. That's, you know, that's the sort of this. I mean, I'm, they scored a lot of goals that team, I'm known sort of knocking them, but, but that was the recipe for success back there and I think against the Celtic team that, and in this league, that would have been the recipe two years ago if, if Gerard came in and knew what he was doing. Um, and I think that the fact that he's staying on next season, especially given some of the stuff that he said about his team, you know, really was throwing guys under the bus. Time and time again, he was coming out and, you know, throwing them under the bus. And I thought it was really telling, and I'm going to have a big rant here, but I thought it was really telling that after Celtic played Copenhagen, that Jozo Simonovic made a couple of absolute howlers and effectively knocked us out of Europe single-handedly. Um that after that game, Lennon refused to to say anything about him. Yep. Um, and when you compare that roughly at the same time to what, what Gerard was doing every sort of week, when you know this is terrible and this is the good enough and you know that sort of stuff, I thought that was quite. You wonder. You wonder where he's terrible. picked that up over his career because I don't really remember too many Liverpool managers doing that. I don't know if he's picked it up or not. If it's just sort of how he is self protection. Mm. You know, like you know, is he just looking out for himself? There is it. You know, because you bear in mind, Stephen Gerrard's probably one of the most famous people in England. You know, probably one of the most famous people in the UK. And, you know, every expectation, you know, I guess for him and maybe some other pool fans as well, is that he comes up here and cuts his teeth and then would maybe go back to Liverpool, you know? Right. Whether it be next season or two seasons for, for now, you know, in an ideal world, I think that's how things would have played out for him. So I think that when these results don't go his way, it doesn't he just harm him you know, as a manager, it sort of harms that reputation as well. That's the only reason I can think of as to why he was so quick to throw players under the bus. But I will say one thing, and that is that in 2010, when Lenny first got the job and Ross County knocked us out the semi-final, Lennon did the same thing. That's true. If you remember, yeah. he went out and absolutely hounded the Celtic players because he, he wasn't even sure if he was getting the job on a permanent basis that season. Mm-hmm. He went out and said to them, you know, this isn't good enough. This isn't, you know, you can't even play for Celtic. You know, much, much similar to the stuff that, that Gerard has been saying this season um, for Lane. Was, I guess it's just the fact that Lennon's been around the box a few times now and has learned that you can't do that with players, you know, you can't throw them under the bus. Yeah. 
Can't remember. I saw an interview the other day with um, who was it now? Uh, you might have saw it as well. I can't remember, but they, they were asked the difference between Lenny One and Lenny Two, and the answer was that he's a lot calmer, more kind of methodical, and thinks before he opens his mouth and doesn't. You don't get a hairdryer treatment as much anymore. It's more encouragement. So, I it could very well be just a kind of junior coach mentality where that's that's your your go to as. I mean, these guys are obviously similar mindsets of players where they don't expect anything but excellence so that they think that they can get it out of their players by hounding them like you would behind closed doors on a training pitch to the guy next to you, but you can't do that when you're the manager. So it may well be that this is just a kind of facet in his young managerial career that might or might not go. If it doesn't, I don't care because he's no sale manager, so I don't give a fuck. Language. <laughs> uh, can I just say, and all that, Brendan Rodgers gets absolutely no credit for this one, and that's uh, that's nice as well because last year, obviously winning it largely with Rodgers' team and all that sort of stuff still, but last year uh, Rodgers left his nine points clear, um, so in some respects he was he was due a medal for that one, but this one has got nothing to do with him, so it feels better, it feels cleaner. Does it mean? Good um, the uh, my dad just sent me a text there saying that uh, on the last time we won nine in a row ended on a Monday back in 1974 <laughs> look at the fixtures from the 10 days before it and look at the dates right we played Atletico Madrid away and get beat 2-0 on the 24th of April Falkirk away Saturday 27th of April drew one each Aberdeen away Monday 29th of April Two nothing each. <laughs> Morton at home, Tuesday, 29th of April. So this is Monday the 29th of April, Tuesday the 30th of April, and then we played Dundee United in the Scottish Cup final, Saturday the 4th of May, and then played Morton away on Monday the 6th of May. So we basically played Wednesday, Saturday, Monday, Tuesday, Matthew, Saturday, Monday. Trying to play a game on a Monday and a Tuesday these days? Unbelievable. What's even more unbelievable is how much I think you know, you look at that many away games, isn't it? Right. That's, you're, you're in Madrid and then you're back to go to Falkirk and then you're up to Aberdeen. I love it with the liver on the wall, it would take a tank in the earlier four days, wouldn't it? Right, definitely. That's... Good. So, well, there you go. Historic day for the club, historic day for Scottish football. Um, I've got nothing to add to this, have you? No, I think we've covered as much as we can on an emergency uh, whim, if you like. Aye. So, I guess in that circumstance, then it's uh, it's goodbye from me. It's goodbye from me. Bye bye bye, 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 Rangers. Rangers. <laughs>